Welcome to the Church Safety Guys broadcast with hosts James McGarvey, Paul Buckner, and Mike Scully. Together, they make up the Church Safety Guys. Their mission? To inspire, influence, and impact church safety teams. Join us for the next hour as we talk about all things church safety and security. Don't forget to like our Facebook page, join one of our church safety and security communities online, and share this broadcast with your church. Well, good evening and welcome to the Sunday night broadcast of the Church Safety Guys. I am James, and I'm joined once again by Mike and Paul. <laughs> hey, guys. Gents. Happy Father's guys Day. Happy, Happy Father's, Father's Day. Day. And, uh, a lot of folks out there, I'm sure, as well, since uh predominantly male uh, audience, but uh, <laughs> we do have the females out there as well. Certainly mentioned uh, Mother's Day, but uh, happy Father's Day, gents, for the rest of you out there that uh, are doing double duty today, whether that be serving this morning or uh, hopefully enjoying your day. For sure. For sure. If you uh, if you just joined us or you joined us at a join us at another time, uh, feel free to share this with your team. Uh, like and subscribe to the broadcast in the lower right hand corner. And uh, if you are joining us live, feel free to to comment. Uh, we do take a look at those. Or if you have any questions about the the topic tonight. Um, and then go ahead and, and feel free to list what church you're listening from and uh, what location that is. That always kind of helps us gauge uh, where our audience is. Um, so lots of lots of cool things on the horizon, right? We got uh, July 1st. Uh, we're finalizing the next book in the Ministry Lifecycle series. Mike and I have been working on that. And... Uh, if you've seen a cloud of smoke over Texas and Ohio, it's because I, I'm just going to be honest. It, you know, we were about ready to release it, and uh, Mike's like, "Hey, what about this?" And I'm just going to say, I've learned over the last year that when Mike says that, uh, it's a it's a two edged sword. <laughs> Most of the time, though, the, the sword is, is swinging in the right direction, and it's a valid point. <laughs> Mike, I believe that was a cutting remark. Uh, I think, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty sharp there. Oh. But, uh, dad, but We got dad jokes today. Yeah. We got dad jokes today. Well, Paul, Paul's going to be in his rarest form then with all the puns. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a gift. But, uh, but yeah, so we were, we were ready to go with that. And then we kind of decided to, to do some rework and retooling and added a whole nother chapter to it. So, um, when it releases and it comes out, it will actually be, I think it'll actually be the largest book yet that we've done. So, um, that's, that's pretty intense, but there is, I'm just going to say, and we'll talk about it when it releases and we get closer to, to the July, uh, broadcast, but I will say that there was a lot of research that went into it, and we covered. We started covering a few topics like um, generational based serving, which is is fascinating to me. But it's basically understanding and what what motivates and drives your team from a generational perspective, and so you'll find that content in that uh, in that book and further on as we go through the the ministry lifecycle series. So for sure fun fun stuff and hopefully it'll be uh just as helpful uh 
uh, as we've spent quite a bit of time in research uh, going through stuff and, and doing that. So definitely keep an eye out for that. Uh, if you haven't downloaded it already, there's the Church Security app. You can go to churchsecurityapp.com and get the download and it's in the Apple and uh, Google stores. And definitely download that. We've had quite a few folks uh, doing that. And there's a ton of resources on there. It's all free. Um, if you register, there's more resources that's, that are free. Um, there's a place there for donation if you want to donate, but that's not, you know, that's not required. Um, and there's some great stuff in there. There's devotion segments of devotionals from... Um, from the books. So if you need something on the fly to go over with your team on a Sunday morning, you know, you can pull that up and open it up and you've got a, a five minute devotional ready to go there. So <clears throat> it's, it's pretty cool. So take a moment, download that if you haven't. Uh, and as always, you can visit our website at churchsafetyguys.com um, to connect to those resources. Or if you uh, have something you'd like to chat with us about, feel free to reach out and, and uh, and we're always here. We're pretty much mostly always here, <laughs> except I'm when not we're not. Any right? Of us are really here. <laughs> Some holidays, yeah. we realize so, that there's there's a need for us to step out every once in a while with uh, that makes sense, and to let folks at home certainly uh, celebrate those holidays with their families. That's that's super important. As much as we serve, it's important that we recharge as well. Oh, absolutely. And we we will actually be doing that um, next week. We're actually going to have uh, Yosef Badu uh, on uh, from his organization, Emergency. And we'll be talking about awareness and increasing your awareness skills. Um, and uh, tentatively, that looks like it, it's going to work out. And then the following week is actually 4th of July weekend. So we will be uh, taking off uh, that weekend, but uh, we'll probably have something, a rebroadcast playing or something like that. So, um, but tonight we want to, we'll, we can jump into it. We want to talk about Vacation Bible School and uh, VBS. And I know this is a topic that we haven't talked about uh, actually ever on a broadcast. And yeah. what's interesting is this is, we had a church reach out to us and say, you know, what are, what are some good, um, good ideas, good best practices to have a successful uh, VBS from church security standpoint. And so, um, you know, we, and it really just shows how much we really try, like we, we depend on you guys listening to provide topics and content as much as we try and go through and, and provide what, what we think would be helpful. So, um, we kind of went through and we uh, we came up with six uh, six encompassing points of reference for uh, just mitigating uh, sticky circumstances with VBS and having VBS run through smoothly. So we will cover those tonight. We're going to chat about that. I'm really disappointed because I was kind of hoping since it was VBS, a VBS discussion, Paul would show up like in a clown outfit or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> with the, with the with the red nose, etc. But my um, concern with something like that would be there would be no way that you could stop laughing. <laughs> you, you wouldn't be able to look at me without laughing. So 
Well, you know, I've I think I've got mixed fears about clowns in general, but <laughs> yep. it's kind of weird. We used to we used to have when we did VBS, we had a carnival at the end of each VBS, and we used to have a couple of folks that went around it dressed up as clowns and it was always funny to me because they would always come up to you and they'd be like well hi don't you recognize me and i'm i'm like i i don't know who you are <laughs> because you've got makeup on and you look like a clown who are you and so then it was kind of creepy because it was like you know that they would come around and they'd be like hi james and i'm like i stranger danger yeah <laughs> <laughs> for sure so we'll jump into it <laughs> before I start laughing again, and um, we'll we'll go over those six things. So we'll share. We'll actually share the. Uh, we have a, a breakdown of a photo and and these steps. We'll share it in the group after the broadcast. So you guys, if you come in later, you want to review it with your team or something like that, then you're welcome to. Um, so number one on the list is. Uh, take a moment, sit down and review, start to finish the event with the director. So um, one of the things that I like to do is if I understand, if I know who's in charge of it, um, I like to sit down with them ahead of time and really kind of run through the itinerary, go through the schedule uh, from start to finish. And um, usually that takes about an hour, but then I'm not surprised by anything. I know okay, this is, this is what the intent is. This is what's happening. These are all the moving working parts. And um, that kind of gives me the opportunity to uh, make suggestions. Uh, and if you've, um, I think I, I think I wrote about it in the, the case for church safety and security, but one of the reasons at our church, one of the reasons that we started a safety team to begin with was because of VBS, like directly connected to the amount of injuries that we had with VBS. And um, so if you have an idea, if you have an opportunity just to sit down and chat with someone and you know, you don't have to be in charge necessarily. It's not like you're going to make all these suggestions with the director or the person that's in charge, but just to know again, from start to finish, Here's the time where kids check in. Here's the game time. Here's the, the message time. Here's the activity time. Here's the parent pickup. Um, representing safety or security, a lot of times that information is helpful because you know parents will come up to you and say, hey, what time do I need to pick up my kid? Because they recognize that you're being security or your safety. Um, but uh, do you guys want, I'll throw it over to you, to you guys. Did you want to add anything with that? I had a couple of quick thoughts um, with, with how prepared Mike is. I guarantee you, he has several as well. <laughs> I was just thinking about threat assessments because your threat, your threat matrix changes when you're having a vacation Bible school, you're responsible for kids who don't know the layout of your church. They don't know, sure. they don't know friend or foe within that environment. You're going to have a lot of moving parts. So you've got to establish an area for parents to go. You've got to establish a, an environment for for a flow of traffic so you don't cause problems. Can you get EMS right. in and out? You know, my old church had a railroad track on one side and it had a creek on the other. And then we would have, we would have um, teachers that wanted to pull an audible and they wanted to take kids down to the creek, no visible line of sight. And so mm -hmm. I would try to get a security team member down there with them. So you've got a lot of things. You've got the parents that are like, well, I've never been to your church before. Can I sit in on my kid's class? 
And, and you've got to decide what that looks like. And do, if you've got three security volunteers or three security volunteers in there, if you've got like a teacher and a couple of, of other volunteers in there and, and you're good with it, fine. If not, if you've got an area for the parents to be and they can, they can enjoy things and you've got to decide what that all looks like before you get started. And it can be all the way down to things you wouldn't necessarily think about. Like um, there's going to be a water balloon flight fight. So female volunteers wear dark colored clothing. Sure. You, might, you might get hit with a water balloon to save your embarrassment in an awkward situation. And there's a lot of little moving parts like that that I think really falls right into Mike's wheelhouse because when you when you can kind of war game that out and do a tabletop, you can come up with a lot of things that maybe you wouldn't have thought of um, all the way down to staging medical or, oh, well, the heat index is going to be this hot. So if we're going to have outdoor activities, we need this level of supervision and this much hydration for anybody involved. Mike? Sure. Yeah, there's a couple of things there. I, I think uh, the first is hopefully you're one of those churches that are finding out about this VBS schedule, not the week before. Um, <laughs> now, we know that happens. So <laughs> we know that certainly happens. Hey, VBS is next week. We never decided to inform security team. But oh, yeah. by the way, we're invading Normandy. You have one week. Go. Exactly. Well, I mean, I think it comes down. There's so often, and I've had this conversation um, with several churches as well as my own, that NC sometimes have events and sit there. Oh, we're going to make it low key. We don't want to put a tax on our volunteers. So they immediately, mm -hmm. because they say low key and therefore classify that event as a lower key event, it all of a sudden drops off the radar to informing folks. And while they market it, for sure, they're not necessarily looking at it from an operational perspective. So mm -hmm. first, obviously, if you're scrambling, then you may not have as much time to kind of go through and proactively prepare for this. But you need to do exactly what James just said, is you have to review all the details for what it is. That, that's the first part, is looking at the timing. The other part is how often has anybody from your safety or security team actually been present at the church during a weekday, frankly? Are they there at 10 a.m. on a Monday? And do you know what the considerations are for traffic, vagrants, all sorts of other potential risks that may exist in your area that you've never seen because you're only serving on a Sunday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday night? Um, and so it, it's important to understand the time frame and actually go visit the church during that time frame in the weeks ahead to understand, all right, what other circumstances might you be dealing with at that time of day that you hadn't considered? Um, communication lines with each of the different leaders are important. Understanding, okay, is there a mobile component to this? Are we going off site anywhere or is this a hundred percent on site? Um, and, and what ramifications that have. Um, most of us have blueprints for our buildings. So you may want to consider mapping out the part of your grounds that may be utilized for this event, whether it's kickball or other sorts of uh, uh, fun games, water balloons, I think were mentioned, uh, parachutes, if we want to uh, go way back, time machine there, uh, different sorts of things may be there. So you want to plan for that and understand, okay, what is my, what is my threat there? What is the risk there? What can I control, not control? What am I going to do to adjust with other volunteers, even if I have a small team myself? Um, well, so I think there's a lot there. 
There is. And, you know, one of the things I forget about, and we'll, we'll jump on to number two, but one of the things often I forget about is RVBS is, is actually the last week in July, but it's in the evening. It's from seven to nine. Um, and so, or, or six thirty to eight thirty, And so with that, you know, I, th I always think of it as it's an evening thing, you know, having volunteers shouldn't be a problem. People come after work, we facilitate that, et cetera. But a lot of churches do it at, during the day and a lot of churches do it at different times. So having, finding volunteers um, that are available during the day could be a challenge for sure. So, right, so I, I want to throw in three quick things and then, and then I've got a quick funny thing I got to take care of here before we, and you guys can jump to the next question. So vagrants, very important. When I was at my church growing up as a kid uh, down in, Bella Vista, Arkansas, we had this big church of 650 people, over 400 children attended this vacation Bible school, and it really grew the church. We had a gentleman show up who was a threat. Um, and uh, at 13 years old, I guess God grew me to always be, groomed me to always be a sheepdog. I got between this guy and, and children and women. I was one of the only guys on campus huge mistake, but we, I mean, you know, I was 13, I'll be 43 in a few days, a few things have changed in the world and, <laughs> and, and not all of them for the better. And this guy was literally looking at the children like he was looking at a meal and I mm -hmm. paced him across the parking lot. Now the parking lot, there's more to the story, but dealing with people who are dealer DLRs that show up, number one, number two, ha be, be very willing to be the very polite bad guy. We had a guy a couple Sundays ago that just wanted to play with the kids and just wanted to be out there with the children. He really wasn't feeling comfortable during the service and he was a guest and he just wanted to play with the kids. And I said, I, I apologize. It's above my pay grade. I said, I, I've been background checked or I couldn't be out here as part of security. I said, I, I got to bring you back up front. Um, three, having a photographic record and, and taking the time with the entry and exit process is worth its weight in gold. Um, I don't know how to sugarcoat this. We had a lady that was prostituting herself out and used our church as a babysitter during a vacation Bible school uh, mm. many years ago. And um, it ended up involving law enforcement and Department of Family Services before it was over. Um, we would never have known if she had come back and picked up the child or a person she had designated. There are really weird things that can happen around that. And what we've done is escalated for good. We want to do this, right? We want the children. And if, and if we can get the children, a lot of times the children are changing. The parents want some of this. I've seen it totally change entire families because sure. a, a kid came to church. I got goosebumps thinking about it. But what we're doing is we're opening that door wide open to whatever kids want to come in. And there are also other considerations from a, um, from a security standpoint I've seen churches that as soon as vacation Bible school was over, they were literally looted from one into the other by robbers. And so if you have things that you would rather uh, a bunch of people not know that your church has, it might be time to drape something over them or slide them around into a closet. Um, I know of a church that had, I think it was three large screen TVs that were stolen. And one of the only doors without a camera was the door they came in. And it was one of these, it was one of these parents uh, undoubtedly uh, had come in and they were touring the church with people and inviting people in, which we want people to do within sure. these boundaries. But there's things that we need to be thinking about 
and I'm just kind of throwing those in pell-mell. Then I have a fun, uh, for those playing the home game at home, I have no internet at my house. So this is cellular Wi-Fi. My phone has just informed me I need to put it on the charger. So I'm going to switch to Bluetooth and I'm going to go off for just a second and come back on. So gents, take it away. I'll be right back. All right. So number two, discuss the check-in and check-out process. Um, one of the things that we came up with, consider high traffic or congested areas within the building that might make it challenging. Um, if you have people checking in, checking their kids in or checking them out, um, you know, that if you have them walking down this really thin, narrow hall, logistically, it's just going to be a challenge. So think about that. Um, and then also consider adding additional safety measures to the to your process to checking in, checking out. Um, one of the things that we started a long time ago, and we've continued to do it um, because it works so well, was using a visible ink. And what we do is we actually you know, for those of you that remember Chuck E. Cheese, <laughs> they did the same thing, right? They would stamp, stamp a kid's hand and send them out to play. And then when you took the kids, you had to use a black light and make sure that your number matched, um, matched the child's number. So what we do is we actually take a black light uh, or invisible ink pen and we write a number on the child's hand. And then we write the same number uh, on the slip that we give the parents. So when the parent comes to pick them up, it's got a match. And we even have a secured area so that when they go to leave, they can't, like it's double, it's triple checked basically to make sure that the right child is leaving with the right, um, the right parent. So go ahead. Yeah, that's big. I, I think the flow is important um, to your point, James. I, the the flow can be even checked if you can have the benefit of being able to have one way in, one way out, and a continuous sure. flow. That would be the best case scenario. Then people double doubling back on each other. Um, a, it just creates a, a a cluster from a standpoint of evacuation. If you had to get everybody out of there quickly, um, it, it it can just be a not good situation for there. Um, second is uh, many of us have that already for our kids ministries, but looking at it from a the exit, um, having that redundancy. Uh, yes, we have somebody from the kids team checking that or checking their numbers or tags or any number of systems that you may have implemented to, to, to kind of do your kids watch, if you will. But from a security standpoint, we have somebody there that A, is uh, the safety and security focus of all of the kids ministry area, but then we will float somebody in at kind of dismissal a secondary yeah. person at the exit whose sole purpose is that exit. So you still got the person on duty who's got control of the entire ministry area while there's still children present. But mm -hmm. then you got somebody focused on that egress, on that exit point where, where kids are being picked up. If there's right. any sort of uh, commotion, uh, confusion, concern at that point, it's not taking the core person off their post while there's still children present. It's now taking the person at the exit who, who assumes control of that situation to uh, kind of handle that. Uh, but doubling up, uh, especially on the checkout, can be super important. One of the things, one of the things that we'll do is we'll have often we'll have a uh, uniformed officer by the exit, and again, or we'll have safety folks by the exit with black lights as well, and they will 
um, they will stop people and say, hey, you know what, for your safety and, and ours, um, could I just check your numbers real quick? We're just doing random random checks. And, um, you know, you'd be surprised how many, and a lot of times people, people will say, well, you know, that's just, that's too imposing on people. You know, we're in a rural community, but you'd be surprised how often people compliment us and like parents, like, like what uh, Paul said earlier that, you know, VBS is a time to shine in the community. A lot of parents will come in and see parts of your church. So when they see us take that security very seriously that reassures them that they you know they know that uh, their child is in good hands so um all right so number three discuss games and any hands-on activities for medical and security purposes you know that's that's we kind of touched on that paul paul kind of hit on that a little bit but you know if you're if you're doing a lot of outside events maybe you need to stage somebody out there with a medical bag um, that would be faster, a faster response time than from the building. Um, that kind of goes hand in hand, you know, ask, ask the questions, what type of games are they playing? Uh, because when kids play games, they, they are all in, right? They are hard. They play hard. <laughs> <laughs> and so from that standpoint, it's like, okay, you know, I, I buy every year for BBS. I think I buy a case or two of ice packs, um, just to have on hand and I will take some out to the game field and um, you can certainly create an environment that's not like the kids don't have to come running. <laughs> we, we, when we first started implementing, I'll just tell this quick story. When we first started implementing first aid, every leader, like we'd have a team set up outside. Every leader would come running over screaming, first aid, first aid, I need a Band-Aid. And, and what we quickly realized was that the, the drama of that was making the kids want that attention, if that makes sense. And so now we're extremely, you know, low profile. Like I'll say, I'll walk up and I'll be like, yeah, you're fine. Walk it off, bud, you know, pat, pat, <laughs> throw you back in the game. Um, but, uh, keep in, <clears throat> excuse me, keep in mind from, from the game standpoint, the type of game that you play, if it's indoor, outdoor will, I mean, if it's indoor, you're probably not going to be playing kickball. Um, maybe you would when the pastor's not around, <laughs> I don't know, but, um, from that standpoint, review that and kind of think through for, for sake of responding and what, what you would best need for medical supplies or security. Um, There's two things that makes me think of before we jump forward. I want yeah. to go back and, and because I'm having an Amish weekend and we have electricity, but no internet here at the house. There's limitations to how I can respond in the, in the private messages and stuff. So I, the only thing I'm glad is I don't have to crank the side of my phone to make work work. Um, so two things, going back to checking kids in and out, it's one of the things that we ran into and have run into at times, and then I want to go forward to talking about and stuff, is if, if you have a strong, friendly presence up front, you can obviously get ahead of problems. But having a clear line of contact where here's, here's a slip of paper, Mr. Scully, uh, love having you here this weekend. Here's the slip of paper. Here's the emergency contact uh, for the church. We have somebody that mans this phone at all times. And uh, you can call or text this number, blah, blah, blah. Uh, secondly, we, we, the last kid will be picked up by 8.15, whatever, because we ran into situations where people had this expectation 
um, that tonight's a date night and we're going to go an hour away to dinner and wait 45 minutes in line. For, I mean, like people, right. people will yeah. try to take advantage of that. And then another thing is, and I mean, this is, this seems like little things until you run into the middle of it, but having, obviously having that clear emergency contact where this person's going to, is going to be in touch. We had a kid, a kid collapse with like some type of a, almost like a heart arrhythmia and yeah. had a severe heart condition and he was about 15 and we had to rush him to the hospital and his parents had left the state of Missouri and gone to Oklahoma. <laughs> and you're like, um, you didn't tell us your kid had a heart condition. You left the state. <laughs> and I mean, that's a whole episode in, in and of itself. But then I wanted to go back to the whole thing. One thing that we ran into at times was people People wanted to turn around and they wanted to take an out game that called on got called on heat or rain. And I had somebody that as a as a, a leader for some of the games was gonna take the kids into the sanctuary to throw the, the football. And I was like, Come on, no, 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 no. Things breakable <laughs> on the walls, expensive instruments, kids are going to break something in there. And uh, the suggestion was, well, what about kickball? So there's some, you know, if you have a backup plan, I know I'm sounding silly and I am being a little bit funny, but that's a real thing. Like sometimes people really don't think things through. And sure. if, if you can willingly be part of that planning process to, to bring some reason to it, there are things that probably shouldn't happen inside of, say, this story. So I want to I want to just address something real quick because we just got a question in that's that's pertinent to the check in check out process and then I'm going to throw it over to to Mike because I know he had a couple things since mm -hmm. we're about halfway. So one of our listeners just asked, what if the person dropping off uh, the child is not the same person picking up? I, I gave the illustration of using the um, uh, the invisible ink and the black lights and that sort of thing. So exactly. what we do is there's one of two things. The person dropping off the child can fill out an authorized release form, and that has the person picking up information. Um, and so when the person comes and says, hey, I'm here to pick up such and such a child I was told to, um, we actually have them go to a special table where we'll pull up that form and we'll verify the information. And that person has to have a government issued ID to verify, to match. And if that information doesn't match, um, I can tell you what happens is uh, they will um, uh, they will call security over. And then that becomes our situation where, you know, we, we will politely decline um, that, that individual picking up the child. Um, the other thing that we do is actually we can, um, when, a, when the parent's filling out the form, if they're going to see the person, like it's a, a spouse or whatnot, they can give that form to the spouse. And as long as that that spouse has the actual slip mm -hmm. with the numbers on it, then that's fine. And we double check that when they come to pick them up. But for for families, like if, if grandma and grandpa dropped them off and mom and dad are picking them up after work or something like that, then typically we fill an authorization format and we hold on to that so that it's a smooth transition. So great question though. Um, that definitely, that comes up and we've had to work through that uh, several, several ways. So Mike, go ahead, sir. 
All right. So for this one, um, because it's kind of one of those things, the activities, this is why you have that, what we talked about in number one, where you have to go deep in the schedule and understand what's coming up, what's planned, what's part of this. But when you dive into these activities that could be outside the envelope, if you will, truly outside, um, I think there's, I have five things and they're all W's. So that you want to be thinking about one waivers. Uh, do you have waivers and is this activity rising to the level of such that perhaps you need one, even if, if you haven't thought of it yet, um, or either to cancel that activity, change it up, make it less risky or understand that says, oops, we missed waivers entirely. Perhaps it should be part of the registration process, acknowledging what these types of things are, because there's a lot of things at play here when you start to get into high energy type events. Yes, they're kids. Yes, they heal quicker than we do, but at the same point, there's some things that certain kids, and they may not disclose, that can put them at much more severe risk that that sort of activity could put them over the edge. So again, sure. waivers are important for the church. Certainly, we talk about a lot about ins insurance too. Water is uh, anytime you're outdoors, anytime you're creating additional activity, make sure you have accessible water for anybody. That's not just great for, for obviously a medical purpose for uh, immediately cleaning a skinned wound if you had to, or if you're waiting for the med bag to come over, or whether it's just to calm somebody down. Or as we've talked about on this show before, is putting a water in the hand of somebody who perhaps is a little bit more argumentative just to occupy them. So uh, number two is water. Number three, Amen. weather. You have to be prepared for that weather situation and understand if and when you get some sort of freak weather event dur during the activity, what is your immediate action? Where are you going? And is that, is that environment that you're returning to secure? We've had that happen to us before. We've we've had a tornado warning in the middle of VBS. Yeah. <laughs> um, four would be a waiting area or rest. Really, is is think about it this way: is when you're elevating heart rates and things like that. Not every child is going to be able to participate at the same level. You want to make sure they're not just put off to the side. You got to make sure they have time to rest and actually wait somewhere that is controlled. Um, so four waiting and five. Understand that at the end of the day, we're talking about safety, but oftentimes when you're standing around during an activity, as safety team members, we have an opportunity to number five, witness. We can have conversations with parents, with kids, with uh, other staff members, other volunteers that may only be there for this event itself. So it's an opportunity to witness to them, not, a, not just about your duty on safety and what you do, but overall, the ministry of the church and certainly, obviously, uh, the mission for Christ. Absolutely. So uh, with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We'll do a sponsor break and then we'll be right back and we'll go through the last three. So stay with us. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. With over 50 years of experience with religious and nonprofit organizations, Thomas Alexander Insurance and Associates understands that your congregation is different from a traditional business. We're here to fulfill your needs, coming to you while creating a personal plan for your budget and size. From your local community to around the globe, we are advocates for you. Thomas Alexander Insurance and Associates, your partner in service. The worst has happened. Evil has invaded the sanctuary. Lives were ended, and the life of every surviving member of your church has changed forever. There will be funerals to attend. The grieving and the counseling will go on for years to come. 
You may even lose church members, especially if your pastor was killed during the attack. But what if I told you that all of this could have been prevented with the proper training? That your church could learn how to secure its campus and how to see the signs of an attack before it happens. At Shield Force International, we will teach you the skills you need to protect your church, to protect your children, to mitigate and even eliminate would-be threats to your church body all before it happens. We can no longer pretend that evil doesn't exist or that churches aren't targets. Attacks against churches and pastors are on the rise. Call or visit us online for a free consultation. is a nonprofit organization dedicated to help inspire, influence, and impact church safety and security teams. We are about all things church safety and security, which starts with a ministry mindset and a servant's heart. We're protectors, guardians, ambassadors, and shepherds. We help church and place of worship safety and security teams all over the United States through our broadcasts, online communities, conferences, trainings, resources, and products. Help us reach more churches in impactful ways by considering becoming a monthly ministry partner. $2, $5, $20 a month will help us continue to provide these resources. So we're back. Welcome to the Sunday Night Broadcast. Uh, If you just joined us, we are talking about Vacation Bible School, or VBS, and how to uh, mitigate some concerns security and safety-wise with that. Um, As always, you can visit us for more information and resources at churchsafetyguys.com. So um, number four, and and this is this is always a fun one. So you can address hate mail to, to Paul Buckner at, no, I'm joking. <laughs> so number four, discuss with the event director, how to discipline or how to handle unruly children and what the course of action should be if some act up. So what we do is we do it, we give it a three strike rule and you know each child has basically three opportunities to make a good choice and if they choose not to make a good choice at number three 
um, what typically happens is we pull a pastor or the, the child's director or children's director in and they, um, they call the parents and we just, we address it that way and say, look, we, um, we tried to correct the situation. This is not something that we can, um, adequately handle. Uh, and so we'd like you to come, come pick up your child. So does it happen? Yeah. It's happened a couple of times over the years, but um, usually the kids that do that end up going out with a bang. <laughs> They're like, well, if you're going to give me a third strike, I'm just going to make your life uh, life miserable. But, you know, we've had when we when we ran buses, we um, we had kids. We had a, a triplet uh, group and they were always fighting, trying to stir up stuff. And at one point they got into a fist fight on one of the buses and unfortunately for them, that was the one VBS night where um, we had our, our my, my friend Bob Meter, Columbus police commander in uniform there. And so he, you know, walked up on the bus and kind of grabbed, grabbed two of the kids like in the old Westerns, you know, by the, the shirt shirt and was like, OK, you're going to sit down here and we're going to call your parents. You're not riding the bus. So. It was, it was good stuff. You know, so I, I'm, I think what I'm going to do tonight is pop in and out of the broad, broadcast fairly frequently just to throw in <laughs> thoughts. Um, anyway, it's on a wing and a prayer tonight, folks. Um, so one thing that you said that I think that, that is pertinent that at this point that we don't always talk about is you will have uh, couples that want to serve. And I mean like these 14, 15, 16-year-old couples that have been in love for the last week. And it's a summer romance. <laughs> and, and when I say this, every person listening will think of two kids at their church, you know. And sure. and so she has decided that she wants to volunteer with a class. And that means he wants to volunteer and sort of just ad hoc arrive. And then they want to stare at each other throughout the... So <laughs> that that's a, that's a thing to me that if that teacher wants to deal with that, that's fine. But then you have to you have to kind of keep an extra set of eyes out to make sure that they haven't found a corner and snuck into the church library uh, to sure. mack on each other. And we've had those things happen over the years where um, if, if there's an opportunity, there's probably some kids that will sneak off. And then my favorite is the loud theatrical breakup partway through the week of VBS. <laughs> and now they don't ever want to talk to each other again. And so you do have that. And James, to your point, we had an eight-year-old boy that got in a fist fight on our bus. And uh, our pastor was driving the bus that night and he called me and said, I need security on the bus. And I was like, for what? <laughs> and so I had to, I had to literally sit next to this kid. Um, that's a very real thing. Yeah, we had, we had a similar situation, I think too. Last year we didn't do VBS because of COVID, but the year before we, we switched to vans and they're, I'm not going to lie. There have been a few times where we've had safety and security folks on ride home on buses or, and it's not for necessarily the neighborhood they're going in. It's just to try and calm kids down. So it happens. I think, I think it's important that right up front, that discipline is about expectations. If you set the right expectations at the beginning of VBS, whether it be by saying, all right, here's some safety measures that all you kids need to understand while you're here. Okay, sure. this is not your home. This is the, this is our church. 
This is where the exits are. This is where the bathrooms are. We have a safety team here for your benefit. Okay, but understand that there are rules. Participating in here will be a fun week, but there are rules. And so again, set the expectations up front. I think in any case, when it when when you talk about discipline, if you don't set that expectation up front and then you come right. out with discipline, you're you're asking for a powder keg. You're asking for a reaction. And sure. that's not the sort of thing that I mean our safety teams are not equipped. Granted, most of us are our parents. So we're equipped in, in that way with our own kids, but we're not there as uh, additional babysitters. We're not there right. as referees per se. We're certainly stepping in if need to. So for that, I would say is from a discipline perspective is set expectations up front. And frankly, all the way back to number one, when you're reading through this entire plan, yeah. do they actually call out discipline and and uh, the, a policy or a procedure for somebody that hits three strikes, for example, to your point, James. If right. they don't, there's a major void right there. You need to have that conversation. Well, and the other thing, and this is a good point, and we'll jump into number five because it piggybacks off four, but this is a good point in time to also mention the hands-off, hands-on thing. Right. So one of our things is you don't you don't touch a child um, unless that child is doing something that could be life threatening to you or that child, um, because then we're we're liable to step in and protect that child to the best of our ability. So right. absolutely. If you if you set the expectation and you stick with that and here here's the other thing, too everybody all the kids are watching right it's no different than any other situation so if you give someone six chances when everybody just announced that there was only supposed to be three what kind of message is that sending to all of the other you know 100 kids that just watched so very, yeah. I, very want, I want to throw a quick thought on that because i think it's the perfect time to comment on this and i think it segues into unauthorized people so we had a young lady that um, she was in an adoptive foster care type environment and um, her foster father comes to me and he's like, I don't know how to tell you this, but we just found out this girl was severely sexually abused and she's now at this age and it was, it was early teen. Um, she's now trying to abuse young boys and um, she had been brought into an environment where she was wanting to volunteer and the thought was that she could volunteer. And he's like, she cannot be now. This wasn't VBS, but I'm, I'm building on this. She can't touch a kid ever. Yeah. She can't be alone with a kid. She got her very own safety team member. And I literally had to step over to parents and they got her counseling. They got her help. I believe by the grace of God, they turned her around, but I literally caught her telling a dad, oh, I'll take your son to the bathroom. And he's like, oh, thank you. And I'm going, no, no, no. And I called her by name and I'm like, hey, head, head back over that way. Go find your dad. And then I turned to him and I said, listen, there's something you need to know. And I quietly unpacked that for him. And he's looking at me like, are you kidding me? And mm -hmm. that's a thing that we don't often see coming. So that's that nobody's going to the bathroom with kids by themselves. Like you're being very careful with things and you have a huge number of little children. And the only other thing I'll add to that is, and this is the terrible truth, understand that there's a very high likelihood that you'll have to involve family services if you have a week-long vacation Bible school because you'll detect an abuse situ situation. You're not looking for it, but a kid has been abused. A kid has been neglected. We had a child arrive 
uh, still in diapers, really too old to be in diapers, and the diapers were dirty every time they arrived. And one of the ladies made a mark on the diaper that the child left in, and guess what diaper the kid came back in the next day. And that's a very terrible, ugly truth, guys, that we don't like to talk about. But that kid was able to get help. So on that unpleasant note, Mike or James, you want to take us into the next one? Well, yeah. Number five, discuss handling unauthorized people in various areas of activities and parents or people that want to hang out. Um, consider how to handle individuals that attempt to pick up a child from the wrong location or early. Um, you know, and, and I'm not saying I don't want to paint a predator type situation where every parent is intentionally trying to get their kid in correctly or pick up somebody else's kid or something like that. Because I will tell you that by far, We've had more parents show up like out at the game field and say, oh, it's 729. I'm going to pick up my kid here. And that's not the way it works. And so we've had to stop them and say, look, we, we bring all the kids back inside so we can account for them and make sure. And we just ask that you come over to the church building and pick up pick up people there. So a lot of times those conversations and don't don't be afraid to have that conversation to just explain politely and graciously that, hey, here's here's how we do it. And we just ask for uniformity and for our safety that you follow these, you know, these practices. Um, there was a discussion post in the group a few weeks ago or a week or so ago about letting parents watch or letting parents be involved. And I'm just going to tell you that um, we we have a section of our building that if a parent, if, if a child really needs their parent and a parent needs to stay for a medical reason, they can hang out in that section. And that section is our, our balcony um, for the safety of the children that are there. And for the safety of everyone else involved, we do not allow parents that have not been background checked to hang out with the kids. Um, now, <clears throat> that being said, if, you know, if you're a smaller community and you know people, um, the reality is you don't know what you don't know, right? So you don't know if somebody is intending to do something or not. Um, but I can honestly tell you, unless, um, you know, we, we just don't make exceptions. I, I would say, you know, consider, okay, maybe if the person was in law enforcement or had a badge or an ID or something like that. But, you know, again, um, you know, grooming, grooming, trying to hang out with kids, that's a, that's a real thing. Um, if somebody wants to help and they go to church or go to the church and they just haven't gone through the proper channels of background checking, being background checked and trained, then we'll say, you know what, it's great that you want to help with this ministry, uh, but we have this appropriate response. Now, we will pull that person out and we'll background check them, you know, during the week and add them back in if they if they're so inclined, but you know, if you, my, my rule of thumb at my, at our, at our location in our church is if I see somebody wandering around and they don't have a worker's lanyard or shirt, or it's just a parent or something like that. Um, that's kind of a, uh, a DLR to me. Yep. So I think it's important to have, uh, it's important you don't use the same shirts every year. I know some folks yeah. do that and all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, you know what? There's a security component to what they wear. So if you're going to have the same shirts, at least produce different lanyards or different IDs of sorts that right. are going to be hanging around their neck for those that are around it. Because 
you could start with communication to parents and kind of establish the fact that hey we're not going to want we're not going to let you pick up your kid from the field this is where the pickup is this is the policy so again set expectations here as well right um you may get those people that want to hover um or they don't want to they're too far away so they're not going to go home Therefore, they're going to hang out in the parking lot anyway. So you got to be aware of that and understand, is there a risk there or are they just hovering? And then finally, is that VBS, again, we've talked about it a little bit, is that this opportunity that you're going to reach an audience that may not be uh, exclusively those that attend on Sunday. So you're going to have kids there that you've never seen, that those, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> that those volunteers have never seen. And you're also going to have family dynamics and situations that the safety team has never uh, been part of either um, because sure. you haven't seen those parents. You haven't understood what what's at play. Is there a divorce situation? Is What other domestic things are happening? So there is opportunity for those things to bubble over in a way that may be even at a heightened level from your average Sunday. Also, keep in mind, if you're promoting heavily throughout the community and you are bringing in a lot of additional folks for VBS, is that you're, you're, you're painting a target on your event. So it, it is one of those things that, in, in, to some degree, you probably have a higher risk profile for VBS around your kids than you do for your kids' church on a Sunday morning. So understand yeah. that and prepare for it. Well, and, and real quick, I'll, I, I just want to mention this because I know we're running out of time, but I want to mention this and then we'll jump to number six, which we've already kind of talked about. But we had a situation quite a few years ago where a, a grandparent came in, checked their kid out, and uh, everything lined up good. It was great. You know, he, he was the right grandparent, et cetera. And uh, as he was walking out to, out to the car, one of uh, the officers, police officers that attended our church at the time, thought that he he walked by him and he thought that he smelled like alcohol. Uh, and so he was like, okay, so he kind of follows him out to the car. Well, the grandfather opened the door of the car. Uh, once he left the church building, all of a sudden he was a different person. He was very aggressive towards the grandchild, like screaming at him, cussing at him, get in my car, etc. He opened the door to kind of push the grandchild in the car and an empty vodka bottle fell out along with some beer cans. And so at that point, you know, the officer said, okay, you know what, <laughs> here we go. So he's like, you know what, sir, I need you to step over here. And of course he was not uniformed. And the guy was like, what are you talking? And he starts slurring his words and he said, no, you know, I need you to place your hands against the car. Um, and so he called uh, Columbus, uh, Columbus PD. He was actually, a, he was actually a federal agent, but he called Columbus PD. And, you know, we had in minutes, we had uh, three or four cruisers pull up and turns out they, you know, they made the guy do a breathalyzer in our parking lot. And he was like three times the legal limit. And, you know, and they, they took him off. And so then from a safety team perspective, our, our role at that point was along with the officers, the officers stayed and they said, okay, somebody else needs to come pick up this child because grandpa can't take him home. So, um, I, and I just, the reason I say that is because I just want to emphasize be fluid and understand that a lot of things that happen, like what Mike just said about, you know, seeing more than an average Sunday, 
um, that's very, very likely. I mean, you're very likely to see how people act more outside of church, dropping their kid off two or three times during the week. Um, and, and just be fluid. You know, a lot of times we have to step in and, and kind of do things in a gracious way that we wouldn't normally have to do. And that kind of rolls into, um, I want to make a really quick comment on six. I think we're going to go over yeah. a little bit tonight. And I think it's it's okay because this is a valuable thing as as Mike says we unpack this. I literally jotted down right before you started talking, uh, James. I literally uh, jotted down intoxicated parent picking up child. And then sure. you handled it beautifully. <laughs> Number two, uh, and, and just be prepared for the fact that that could happen. Number two, um, be prepared to release a child early in an emergency. Um, sure. My, my wife just fell. I think her leg's broken. We're going to pull up to the edge of your property. I'll be there. And you have a security team member and, and some designee from check-in, check-out. And you right. go, yep, yep, good. Sign here, go. That yeah. that has happened. I don't it think I can see. Yeah, I don't think I can think of a VBS that that hasn't happened. Yeah. Um, and then, and then three, I've got a thought once we get into number six. So James. Sure. So number six, have fun. Don't lose your testimony. And I have to say, I chuckled just a tiny bit when I put this in here. Uh, VBS brings a lot of guests and can be a major fun event for the community. Uh, yeah. You know, one of the things we did um, for years and years and years was we, we wound up doing a carnival at the end of, you know, our VBS. And so that was a great outreach. And and uh, we would have typically two to 3,000 people from the community show up. And we, I mean, we'd have carnival rides, bounce houses, food, you name it. And it was a great ministry opportunity. But again, um, just remember that from a safety and security team aspect, people love you um, for adding that additional security until they don't, right? So, the reason I say that is because being gracious goes a long way. So having a patient un and understanding conversation graciously with a parent that doesn't understand and maybe has never been to VBS from an individual that's a th an authority figure. And I say authority because safety and security usually represents more authority in supporting policies and stuff, but being gracious often, um, you know, that can make the difference for someone coming back or not. And, mm -hmm. you know, with, with that thought, I'll, I'll throw it over to Mike and, and Paul. You're on stage uh, that yeah, entire absolutely. week. And so mm -hmm. the, not just for the kids that are there, but the kids are seeing things and doing different activities that are part of your Sunday morning. Okay. Granted the Sunday morning is the inspiration, but understand that those kids are going to, um, share tons of stories back home immediately each and every day of sure. what went on that day. And, and honestly, those kids' stories could be witnessing to their parents. And they may have just dropped off their kid as an activity. It may have just been a babysitter for the day. It may have literally any number of reasons. But those kids are an opportunity to reach those parents that we might otherwise not have had. So that's important, but also understand that you're out in the public pretty much. You're, especially when you're outside your envelope, you're outside your building. Um, we could be subject to the same types of tactics that others are, uh, PD is, um, cell phone videos and all sorts of other things and people trying to cause a scene just because they want to put you on the news because they don't like that you're running a VBS in our community and, and you're going to reach kids sure. for Christ and I, you know what, I'm just going to be angry so I want to cause a scene. So understand that that can happen as well. 
for sure. Go ahead. So as a follow to that, this has been a really great discussion. Um, and, and it's fun kind of sometimes just to be, just to bring in the home team and have a conversation. I love our guests, but when we get to do this, it's kind of fun just to, to riff off each other and to talk. And for those of you at home, I didn't say rip off, R-I-F-F, riff, <laughs> riff off each other. But but in all seriousness, being being willing to pray to, at the drop of a hat, James, you were talking about this. Um, mm-hmm. I've never seen a vacation in Bible school that was drama-less. Um, I've, seen, I've seen teachers that decide at the end of the week that they're no longer friends, um, just straight up. <laughs> Um, one of the one of the worst things about Jesus is is his people, and we are all his people. And there's a reason we're we're called sheep because they stink and they're stupid. Um, I've watched sheep run and jump in a hole on a video recently after getting pulled out of that hole. Um, there's a reason that Jesus calls us sheep, so we should be there. James, you said it as the security element with the kind word, and I would give you. 10 to 1 odds that the people we're going to spend the most time ministering to are going to be people, staff and volunteers at our church. And I've never, again, I've never seen a VBS that went off without any drama. I've literally seen people that go, I will not do vacation Bible school again next year if she is in charge. And that's terrible. But you know what's awesome? We have a chance to be a smile and be, hey, hey, Carol, how's it going? Can I help you carry that stuff in tonight? Uh, oh, you've got a flat. Let me take care of that for you. And then to pray with that person um, at any opportunity that we have. And that domestic spillover that you guys were talking about just a minute ago, I think, Mike, you were talking about that. That's going, we're going to see more of that before the week is over. So there's a ministry opportunity. If we have an eye, we see that one of the volunteers gets dropped off by his or her husband. And as they get dropped off, uh, however that works, you know, whichever person's getting dropped off, we notice that they're upset. It looks like there's been a problem. Maybe we can maybe we can show some love there because mm-hmm. helping to smooth things along. And I literally have had teachers turn to me and say, I need you to take this kid before I murder them. Like this child <laughs> is Beelzebub. And and we make so, arrangements. <laughs> we, we we had a, a child that got promoted to be in his big brother's class because he would do anything for big brother, but he was the spawn of Satan in his age group's <laughs> class. And his teacher was like, I'm gonna murder him. And and we were able to take stress off of it by proposing another idea that wasn't violent. And hey, let me take over here, let me get a volunteer, let me see what we can do. Back to you guys. I, I'm just going to say two two quick things, and then we can close and wrap it up. Um, I, the first thing is, and it didn't make make the list, but every night afterwards, I like to sit down and talk with the various leadership heads and yeah. decide what went well and what didn't, um, and what we need to change for the rest of the you know the rest of the evenings and um, and that sort of thing. So I think it's always good afterwards to kind of sit down and, and just be honest and say what went well, what didn't go well. Um, and then the, the final thing that I'll say is, you know, and Paul just kind of alluded to that is um, spend time praying. You know, we try and get together and we pray before um, when everybody gets there, I will try and call a quick, quick meeting um, when we're done when the last kids picked up, I'll call another quick meeting with my team and, and just ask them, how'd it go? Do you have any suggestions? Do you have any thoughts? Um, let's pray real quick. Um, and then we, we break. And then I go to another meeting to talk about how stuff went and that sort of thing. 
So the reality is if you don't critique and, and you can, any church can do this. Um, if you don't critique your processes and, and be willing to adjust and, and change them on the fly, uh, if they're not working, then, um, you know, it's just, a, it's not a great situation because then you're not willing to change. You're not willing to address potential things that come down the, down the pike. So from that standpoint, I will forsake a time. I'll throw it back over to, to Paul. And if you want to close this out with prayer and. Yeah. And, and really, really quickly on that, we may not be in charge of certain aspects, but we can throw these things out there in advance and maybe team leads go, Ooh, gold nugget. Number two, there's a lot of stress that leads up to Vacation Bible School. People don't just have their own households. Now they're responsible for a village. And so there's a lot of stress that goes into this. And covering that in prayer as a church, as a security team, uh, as individuals is huge. And, uh, and let's not pretend for a minute that the devil doesn't want to throw a monkey wrench in that. Because I can tell you, many of the people that I know that are Christians today, their first introduction to, to Jesus was a VBS, right? Was a was a Sunday school. So, um, Mike, any quick thoughts before I wrap it up? No, I think it's great. It's uh, VBS is one of those things, and we realize that some communities, some states, perhaps have already had VBS for this year. Uh, but again, now is the time to start thinking about next year. If it's already passed, churches are already talking about Christmas a year in advance. So you should be talking about VBS a year in advance. And that's it. I'm out. So, yep. There's one more thing I thought of. And James, I apologize. We're definitely going into uh, overtime. If you are part of a denomination and you guys, Mike, you said this earlier, not wearing the same shirts every year. I mentioned this several broadcasts ago, but I have a friend in a denomination that's very specific. If I named it, it's worldwide. It's known all over the world. And there are people that know what the costuming is and they know what the mannerisms are. There is a person who is going into this denomination in the continental United States and they're molesting people's kids between services because they have an early service and they have a later in the morning service. And this person saying, Oh, I'm so-and-so I'm your new, I need to visit mm -hmm. with you for a moment. And aside from meeting stomped, they need Jesus really bad and a set of handcuffs and they need to go to prison for a really long time. But I I'm saying that I'm saying that to really quickly go over a really delicate topic. Vacation Bible School, if, if you're being careful and you're doing it right, you can stop the wolf before it gets in. So, gentlemen, Absolutely. on that note, I guess I'll pray us out. So, yeah. Lord God, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for the opportunity. I enjoy visiting with my friends. I enjoy what you have given us, Lord God, this mission. And a new book is coming and the, and the app and all the things, Lord God, that you're doing. I ask that you would help this broadcast, this podcast, to reach the right ears. Lord God, I had somebody contact me this week that was that was overwhelmed by things they heard on this very kind of podcast and broadcast, Lord God. And I thank you for that, that it's reaching the right ears, Lord God. So I give you the honor and the glory for that. I ask again that it would continue to move out, that you would bless people, Lord God, that you would protect our VBSs and, and whatever we do that's similar, Lord God, because, Lord God, you, you're the one who cares about little children. Uh, the, everything in Scripture points to that so beautifully, Lord God. And I thank you for the fact that that moments like these can change the lives of children and set them on a path towards you, towards your son for eternity. I thank you for that. And I thank you for the opportunity to protect, to protect that very thing. And we just, we just say this in your son, Jesus name. Amen.
Amen. Amen. So just real quick, a reminder, uh, as always, like I mentioned before, uh, you're welcome to visit churchsafetyguys.com and reach out to us if we can be of help. Um, last week, I was up in, in uh, Michigan uh, visiting a church up there, and uh, it was a great weekend. And uh, we we are available if uh, if we can make it to you know, to, to visit or to coach a church, uh, please feel free to reach out to us and, uh, we will do whatever we can to, to help you guys out. So, uh, visit us at, at that website, uh, click like, and subscribe, share, share our broadcast with your church and, um, download the app and you hopefully will, will be blessed and, and helped. And, uh, as I mentioned, uh, if we can talk about a topic or uh, bring a topic to light that you think we haven't done or that it would be good for us to do, please reach out and make that suggestion so we can talk about it. But uh, until next time, have a good night. Uh, stay safe, and we will talk to you next week. So Happy Father's Day, everybody. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. Have a good night. Thank you for joining the Church Safety Guys broadcast. We hope that you found it informative and we appreciate your feedback. Looking for ways you can help us reach more churches? Share our broadcast with your teams. Consider becoming a monthly ministry partner. Like and share our page and join the discussion in our Facebook groups. Visit our website at churchsafetyguys.com for other great resources. Remember to keep a servant's heart, a mindset of ministry, and semper disciplina. Always be training. Have a blessed week.